Welcome back to another episode of Life in the Urban City podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hudak, and today I'm joined by our on-point supervisor, Deanna Mesa. Deanna, welcome to the Life in the Urban City podcast. How are you doing this wonderful Friday? What up, Paul? I'm doing amazing. Um, you know, it's it's been uh, about five years since I've been with Justice for You. So um, just from then to now, um, I'm doing really great. Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad to have you here. And as the on-point supervisor, so can you just talk a little about what is on-point um, and so that we can, so that the listeners and people know a better understanding of what it is that we do? So on-point um, utilizes restorative practices that develop character, leadership, and social-emotional skills. So mm-hmm. basically, we're just an outlet for students. We have our own curriculum Mm-hmm. And uh, we have different interventions such as groups, one-on-ones, mm-hmm. in-class support. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I know our curriculum right now, it's based off of Maslow's Law of Hierarchy of Needs. And um, we just applied for a grant to do some updating to it. And we're going to be calling it a, it was oh, the eight cornerstones because we're incor- incorporating three other individuals that have like eight different levels within it. So, I'm super excited about that and what's going to happen. Um, and we, we were talking a little bit before we got on and started recording, um, just the nature of campuses. Um, do you mind talking about what's been going on currently with different campuses, um, where we're at? What, what, what is the climate in high school? What's the climate in middle schools? What's the climate in elementary schools that you're seeing now? Um, you know, this is April 2023. So when the pandemic hit, it was, you know, crazy. Yeah. You know, so as we all know, um, being in the pandemic, it has created anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. and just uh, socially, a lot of people are just um, afraid. Mm-hmm. And um, coming back onto the schools, I noticed that students were still um, like within themselves, still mm-hmm. wearing their masks even though, um, you know, the restrictions were lifted. And I believe it's uh, because students were so used to being, um, I guess, hidden away in their houses and not being able to see their friends, to see their Mm -hmm. teachers. So coming back, I feel like the atmosphere of the school um, has been um, very different from previous years before the pandemic. So I believe um, there has been a lot more hostility, Mm. um, a lot more fights on campus, more violence, Mm. um, a lot more social media drama, as you can say. But I believe that students are a little bit uh, more this year. I I believe this semester has been a little bit more hopeful. Mm. Um, So and and when I say hopeful, I I see students smiling more, mm. um, letting letting down their masks, um, letting their hair down, and just um, being a kid again. You know, being yeah. a youth, which that's eventually that's our goal for these students is to number one feel safe, mm-hmm. to feel um, like they're accepted, like they are a community. Yeah, it, what would you say has changed in the last? Y- year is it just time is that what we needed time or or is there things going on that you know you're seeing this change is it consistent work from you know staff like justice for youth and on point or yeah and you know um justice for youth 
our motto is um, we accompany students uh, for not just a little period of time, but for a lifetime. And mm -hmm. I am a true believer of um, building relationships, relationships with students. Um, and especially for on point, you have to do it real quick. Mm -hmm. So when we get a student in, um, in August, of course, they're not going to trust you and open up. Um, but it does take, you know, baby steps. It takes for us, um, consistency is key. And another good thing is uh, building relationships with admin and with teachers. So I believe that, um, you know, it takes a village. So with consistency, with um, utilizing um, resources and leading students um, to, you know, activities on campus and outside mm -hmm. um, with Justice for Youth and our other partners, I think um, it makes a big impact on them. Yeah. Wow. No, that's awesome. And um, what are you noticing as a difference? Um, our school sites that you know we've been consistent at versus school sites that we're not as consistent at. Um, we we're kind of talking about that before, but you know, can you share that with the listeners? But we're what we are seeing. So I've noticed that that um, if on point is on a school site, obviously teachers are going to know you mm -hmm. parents when they come on campus, they say, Hey, what's up, Miss Deanna, Miss D, how are you doing? How's my son doing? I think having like, once again, those relationships, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. um, on the contrary, if we're like not on the campuses or we're not on campus um, all five days, mm -hmm. depending on the service times that we have, um, for example, so if we're on Pomona high school for five days, as opposed to Simon's where they're only two days, um, of course there's going to be more in-depth relationships because we're on campus more. Our presence mm -hmm. is more heightened. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. And cause I know that there are some sites that we were talking about that, um, in the past, you know, four or five years we've been at inconsistently and it's not because of us, but, um, you know, uh, the school has, high turnover within the principal. A lot of times, depending on which principal comes in, where they're at, um, they do or do not want additional services or outside services coming in supporting the site. And what, what have you been noticing on a, on a site like that? What's been going on? Um, the amount of defiances, the issues on campus, um, yeah, the behavioral issues. What I've noticed is, for example, like if there is a school that, we've uh, been on before the pandemic mm -hmm. and then um, coming back, they want our services again. The reason why they want our services is because there is mm -hmm. an enormous amount of referrals behavior. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely can see um, the, the impact that we have made. And unfortunately, you know, not all schools um, are able to, to get contracts because they're limited. Yeah. So that's the unfortunate thing. But I have noticed that this year was probably the most turnover of principals, teachers, mm -hmm. office clerks. And that absolutely makes it more difficult because uh, we have to, once again, build those relationships quickly. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, sorry. I was just I was agreeing with what you're saying, building relationships quickly. And yeah, I was talking to another staff about this and um an issue that we're seeing is because there isn't that consistent basis, um, there's a higher increase in referrals issues on campus. Um, and sometimes te 
those that we have relationships that are there for a while, they don't always have the decision to make, um, you know, financial decisions of who to bring in, what to support. Um, and I guess how, how can, let's say I'm a nonprofit in a different community. How would you recommend me? Because I see the same issues. I see kids, you know, defiant on campus, you know, not the best communication, not the best respect uh, towards others, especially authority figures. Um, and I want to help, you know, I want to support, I want to love on these kids, but the turnover at my site is consistent at this school site. How would you recommend me coming in and supporting? So you're saying as a partner, correct? Yeah. I would absolutely uh, would have conversations um, and regarding collaborations. And I think that's a key. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, one of the schools this year, um, they wanted all partners, all admin, all mm -hmm. teachers to have a biweekly meeting. And I believe collaborating with outside partners and mm -hmm. even new partners, uh, potential new partners, it is going to make it better for wraparound services for students. So I would definitely say collaboration is also key. And, um, you know, seeing where, um, you know, where they can even possibly volunteer and see how we do. And then vice versa, we, maybe we can come in and volunteer at the school sites that they're serving mm -hmm. to kind of meet their needs and then go from there. Okay. Well, thank you. And, and as a, so I'm kind of want to make a, a left-hand turn here. And, you know, as a supervisor, you know, you speak on behalf of the organization as well as your program. And so you can't be at every site all the time. You have different staff that, you know, represent you and the organization that are the best supporting these youth. Um, how do you make sure that the staff that you have in place are bringing the best representation of the organization, the best representation of yourself? What has worked for me being a supervisor mm -hmm. for two years, but what, what has worked for me this year in particular is ensuring that I meet not only one-on-one -on -one with my team, mm -hmm. but having on-point team collaborations Mondays and Fridays. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to have um, not only a relationship with their coworkers, but meaningful conversations and being intentional and keeping accountability. Mm -hmm. So if I'm running late, which has happened to be quite frank, a lot of times I am working on that. I'm not perfect. And my team will, will call me out. And I love that because it just makes me a better leader uh, and vice versa. If I see that, you know, they're calling off often or, you know, they're not in uniform. Um, you know, I, I have to call that out and, and, and it's so little, um, you know, just following those uh, protocols, it's so little and minimal, but mm -hmm. it means it means a lot. If you're not wearing your badge on campus yeah. and a fight breaks out, they might think you're a student, think you're a student which has happened often. Um, a lot of my staff is, um, you know, younger in age, so they are um, often seen as students. So just those things for safety reasons and mm -hmm. just to be um better leaders themselves so you know i know i'm not gonna probably be supervisor forever so just building leadership uh mm -hmm. within them and ensuring that communication is key once again so if uh, you know someone needs a little bit more um training then mm -hmm. i'm gonna go and do everything that i can 
to say, hey, what's up, Paul? I need training for it, so-and-so. So just um, as a whole, I think it just makes us better. It makes me better as a supervisor. Awesome. And you kind of hit something that it's always a hard thing when it comes to leadership is training and having people to replace yourself Um, because there's that thought and feeling like someone takes my job. What job do I have left? How do you deal with that, um, that framework and that mindset and Maybe that insecurity, if ever pops up, is like, you know, what job will be available for me? This thought has crossed my mind more mm. than once yeah. working at Justice for Youth. You know, being at a nonprofit, just to throw it out there, is it takes heart. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, this work is not for everyone. Yeah. If you don't have a heart for the youth, for community, um, you know, communication and and wanting to build relationships this is not the job for you so i believe that being that i do have you know a dual um, bachelor's degree and you know all the educational backup um and you know only five years experience i still wonder like dang someone could still take my spot Mm -hmm. but i i don't feel threatened i actually feel um encouraged Mm -hmm. i don't want to stay stagnant as a supervisor, I would never want to. Um, I would love to build up um, my team or if someone wants to come in and possibly, you know, compete, like have that competitive mm-hmm. interview, I'd be down. Yeah. Um, and and if they eventually get, you know, mm-hmm. take my place as supervisor, I don't think I would be mad. I would be um, humbled and, and I would just keep going forward, maybe moving up the ladder or possibly trying to pursue my master's degree mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and part ways. But I think for now, um, just just being um, looking optimistic and 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 ensuring that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a supervisor. Awesome. So much for that. And um, last question for you is, can you share a story of a of a student or a client that just, you know, brightens your day, makes your heart warm um, you know, you can leave the, the names out of it, but just, you know, share the story a little bit for to encourage our listeners out there. Yeah, so it was my first year at uh Justice for Youth. Mm. And I remember um this young lady, she was just always had a big smile on her face. She um I can tell she was very insecure. Mm. Um, you know, she wore a lot of, um, excessive, like baggy clothing, Mm. um, beautiful girl, beautiful young girl. Um, and I knew she was going through something, but she always had a smile on her face. Mm. Every time she would get near me, she would just like, kind of like lean in for me to hug her. And I knew she needed those hugs. So always greeted her like, Hey, what's up? I missed you. How's school? you know, do you need anything? And I just remember this one time she opened up to me in group and she um, disclosed some very um, confidential information. And after that day, I believe um, she like let her guard down and she opened up to me and she trusted me. And I think that's the key is um, we, we try to, um, be the best mentors that we can, but we can't force students to share their lives with us. We can't force them to share their fears with us. 
it takes um, trust and it takes time. And I will never forget this student. This student is going to be graduating next year. And mm -hmm. it just, she, she'll randomly text me and thank me. Hey, Ms. D, I just want to thank you for that day. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful for your life and I'm grateful that I'm still here. Mm. And I think those words just, um, they just seep deep in my soul and it, and it really makes me happy and it gives me a purpose to mm -hmm. keep going as a mentor. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, for those students out there, you know, reach out, you know, there, there are people who want to support you mentors like if you take anything away like just being consistent you know showing up being there um if you need to take time off in the day because your health is important take it but you know be open sharing that with students and being consistent yeah you have something else Deanna, you want to share yeah i would just like to piggyback off of paul's comments if you feel that you're alone you're not alone mm. you can always reach uh your hand out to any positive mentor um, adult figure a teacher it can look like a big sister a big brother a friend it's okay to not be okay and all you have to do is just breathe yeah no that's good um yeah, and there's also like what's that new oh yeah 988 like if you ever want to call and talk to someone 988 is a great number to just pick up your phone and dial people will be there to listen and talk to you um they don't work for Justice for Youth. It's a national hotline um, for that that's available 24-7. But if you want to talk to us at Justice for Youth, you just info at ju4y.org is our email, as well as you could just hit up our own any social media platform at Just Us for Youth, and we could get back to you and respond to you. But thank you again so much for tuning in, parents, youth, um, youth workers, volunteers. We want to continue to be consistent in supporting you. If you have any questions or how you could need support, reach out to us. That's what we're here for. If you want to talk to Deanna specifically, reach out to us. We'll get you connected. And thank you so much for tuning in this week. We'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye.